guys, this is your girl Wakeji Kamore and welcome to Reflections by Wakeji Kamore. <laughs> Today we are going to be covering Genesis chapter 38. I can't believe we've come this far. This is 38 days later. Oh my gosh, I'm so I'm so jazzed about the progress you guys. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for encouraging me. It's really really overwhelming actually. It's really overwhelming. So let's just dive in into Genesis chapter 38 and this is the story about Judah and Tamar. <laughs> so about this time Judah left home and moved to Ad- Adulam where he stayed with a man named Hira. There he saw a Canaanite woman, uh, the daughter of Shua, and he married her. When he slept with her, she became pregnant and gave birth to a son and he named and he named the boy Er as in ER. <laughs> Then then she became pregnant again and gave birth to another son and she named him Onan. Then she gave birth to another that son and they named him Shela. At that time of Shela's birth those are they were living in a place called Kezib. In the course of time Judah arranged for his firstborn son Er to marry a young woman named Tamar. But Er was wicked in the was a wicked man in the Lord's sight. So the Lord took his life. Then Judah said to Er's brother who was Onan, "Go and marry Tamar, as our law requires of the brother of a man who has died. You must produce a heir for an heir for your brother." But Onan was not willing to have children who would not be his own who would not be his own heir. So that means like if if Tamar because Tamar had lost um her husband, so the the brother of the husband who was now Onan was supposed to marry Tamar. and the children they would get would actually be named as uh, Er's children not Onan's children so that means they would actually inherit Er's stuff not Onan's stuff so that is why he says but no, Onan was not willing to have children who would not be his own heir so whenever he had intercourse with his brother's wife Tamar he spilled the semen on the ground this prevented her from having a child who would belong to his brother But the Lord considered it evil for Hanan to deny a child to his dead brother. So the Lord took Onan's life too. Then Judah said to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, "Go back to your parents' home and remain a widow until my son Shela is old enough to marry you." But Judah did, didn't really intend to do this because he was afraid that Shela would die also, like his two brothers. So Tamar went back to live in his father's house. I'm imagining just what was going on in Tamar's <laughs> in Tamar's mind. I can imagine like you've gotten married, your first husband has died, you've gotten married again, your second husband has died as well as in man. This is what people call black widow. Like you're the one you are the one who kills your husband or what's happening. So I can I can understand why Judah was a bit cautious of giving Tamar his last born who was Shela. So she to, he, she was told to go back to his to her father's house, stay there and remain a widow there until Shela was grown up enough to marry her. But Judah was not intending to do that because he was just like, ah, "This mama is just killing my sons. I'm not about to do that." So Tamar went back to his father's home. Some years later, Judah's wife died. After the time of mourning was over, Judah and his friend Hira, the Adulite, went up to Timna to supervise the shearing of his sheep. Some someone told Tamar, "Look, your father-in-law is going to Timna to shear his sheep." So Tamar was aware that Shela had grown up, but no arrangements had been made for her to come and marry him. 
So she changed out of her widow's clothes, covered and covered herself with a veil to disguise herself. Then she sat beside the road at the entrance of the village of Eniam, which is the road to Timna. Judah noticed her and thought she was a prostitute, since she was she had covered her face. So she stopped. So he stopped and prepositioned her. Let me have sex with you, he said, not realizing that she was his own daughter-in-law. How much will you pay to have sex with me? Tamar asked. I'll send you a young goat from my flock, Judah promised. But what will you give me to guarantee that you will send the goat? She asked. What kind of guarantee do you want? He replied. She answered. Leave me with your identification seal and its cord and the walking stick that you're carrying. So Judah gave them to her and he had intercourse with her and she became pregnant. Afterward, she went back home, took off her veil and put on her widow's clothings as usual. Later, Judah asked his friend Hira, the Adulite, to take the young goat to the woman and to pick up the things that he had left with her as guarantee. But Hara couldn't find her. So she asked the men who lived there, where can I find the shrine prostitute who was sitting beside the road at the entrance of Neenia? We have never had a shrine prostitute, they answered. So Hiran returned to Judah and told him, I couldn't find her anywhere. And the man, the men of the village claimed they never have had a shrine prostitute, prostitute there. So let her keep the things I gave her, Judah said. I sent the young goat as we agreed, but we couldn't find her. We've been, we would be the laughing stock in the village if we went back again to look for her. About three months later, Judah was told, Tamar, your daughter-in-law, is, has acted like a prostitute. And now, because of this, she's pregnant. Bring her, her, bring her out and let her be burned, Judah demanded. I can imagine this at this, <laughs> at this point, Judah is almost like rejoicing. It's like, finally, I can get rid of this woman and not have to give her to my son, Shelah. So he says, bring her out and let her be burned, Judah, Judah demanded. But as they were taking her out to kill her, she sent this message to her father-in-law. The man who owns these things has made me pregnant. Look closely. Whose seal and cord and walking sticks are this? Sticking what walking stick are this? Judah recognized them immediately and said, She is more righteous than I am, because I didn't arrange for her to marry my son Shela. And Judah never slept with Tamar again. When the time came for Tamar to give birth, it was discovered that she was carrying twins and she was in labor when the babies reached out, reached out his hands. The midwife grabbed it and tied a scarlet string around the child's wrist, announcing this one came out first. But then he pulled back his hand and out came his brother. What? The midwife exclaimed. How did you break out first? So he was named Perez. And the baby with a scarlet string on his wrist was born and he was named Zera. Wow, this chapter is, is something else. But let me just say the things that um, that I, I learned from this. I see Judah doing a few things that were a little bit off. He separated from his brothers and went and formed a partnership with a pagan man who was named, um, forgotten his name, wait. <laughs> forgotten the, he was named Hira. He married a Canaanite woman, which was not the will of God for the sons of Abraham. He failed to keep his word to Tamar, and he sought out the company of prostitutes. Judah's life provides an example of how God can transform and use anybody for his purpose. From the world's perspective, Judah was a sinful man, but God used his sinful and lustful act of sleeping with 
a woman he believed to be a prostitute to convict him of his unrighteousness and somehow he became a godlier man <laughs> and not only did this lineage uh, lineage produce a the, you know the greatest of kings like king david and king, king solomon but also the messiah jesus christ later came from the tribe of judah if there's anything that this chapter tells me is that there's no man who is beyond god's reach there's no man who is beyond god's love god's hope and his purposes you are not a lost case like even you you're not a lost cause you're not a, like you're not useless like there's 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 absolutely so much more that god can do with you regardless of how you feel regardless of how sinful you feel like you are right now how small you feel or how unwise you feel like however it is that you are god takes you qualifies you and uses you god can and will use you to accomplish great things thank you so much for listening this is your girl wakeji kamore and this has been reflections by wakeji kamore Ha, ha, ha.